thoughts, ideas, people, caravan maintenance, trundle beds. What's that plastic thing doing down there? Shut up, Renee. Quiche. Niche. Niche's quiche. Hello and welcome to Nisha's Quiche. Um, episode, this is the second episode and you guys, well it's actually secret, secretly it's the third. I'm going to put the first episode up or the, the trial episode or phantom episode. I'll stick that up on Patreon exclusively for you guys. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, welcome to Nisha's Quiche. Um, I'm really, really excited. You guys seem to really like it and I'm... Um, that makes me happy in me head hole. Um, I don't know why I'm recording it. I've seen people record it, and I thought, why not jump on that bandwagon as well, and I'll put it on a YouTube, on an YouTube. Uh, it means I can show you things as well that I'm talking about. Um, all right. So, this week, we're going to dive into the deep and sordid history of Hungry Jacks. Now, if you don't know what Hungry Jacks is, it's not a sordid history, by the way. It's a, I don't want to get sued. Um... It's just, a, if, if you're listening internationally, which some of you are, and I can prove it, I've got an email here from um, someone in Denmark, uh, from Alexander Mag, uh, who, came, who came to me with some sandwich ideas. By the way, none of the sandwich ideas worked. Uh, he's written, hello Sam, here are some sandwich ideas. Cheese and cucumber, that's a classic. All kids love cheese and cucumber. That's untrue, because my daughter does not. Also, egg salat. Um, and I do know this one. My mother is an Anglophile and insists this, this is a higher level of party snack. The recipe is basically just mayonnaise, curry, watercress and egg. Yes, it's curried egg sandwich. We have that here as well. Um, and he's written here quite poetically. The autumn is falling in Denmark. Denmark. Um, the weather is getting colder and with it wetter and darker. The baby snails on the sidewalk, uh, walking my son to school, are difficult to see in the morning and we step on them a lot. I remember that as a kid and they get squishy and it's slippery. Um, hope we're all is well with you and your daughter. Thank you. Best regards from Alexander Marg. Thank you for that. That's really cool. Um, you, maybe you'd be interested to know that I'm Danish Aboriginal Nova Scotian French Jew. I might have mentioned that last week. Or maybe it's just something I say to people a lot. I'm sweaty because I just um, helped lift some furniture out of the house. Um, uh, I so I, I developed a really weird addiction during lockdown, and that. Oh, by the way, if you want to send a Nisha's Quiche email, send it to samnishasquiche at gmail.com. All one word, lowercase niche is spelled N I C H E, and quiche is spelled Q U I C H E. Samnishasquiche at gmail.com. So I developed a really weird, not not a fetish, I mean, it wasn't sexual, but it was, I, I kept going to deceased estate auctions during lockdown and purchasing things, just useless stuff that you don't, you really don't need. But, you know, at the end of the day, when the gavel goes down and it's like five bucks, it's like, yeah, I'll take that. So I just filled up the bottom of the house with shit, like just all, so much stuff. So I've just been selling it off on Facebook Marketplace, which is uh, really annoying. That's a job. That's a full-time job in itself. Just why are people obsessed with dimensions? How big's the how big's the hole? If I sit down in it, can I put can I put my arm next to me on the couch? Is there room for my arm next to me on the couch? So what are you talking about, you idiots? What's the depth? What's the depth of with what's the depth of the couch? 
are really, um, really annoying. So I just got rid of a massive couch piece. Um, five pieces. Thank God that's gone. Um, thank you for buying it though. I think your name was Sarah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. This is getting this is getting really niche. This is getting so niche. It's just the internal politics of my life. Um, so yes, we're going to deep dive into Hungry Jacks. And his, if you don't know what Hungry Jacks is, by the way, if you're outside of the country, that's God. I really went off on a tangent then. Um, it's known as Burger King overseas, but in Australia, we'll get into it soon. It's known as Hungry Jacks. It's um it's a strange story. Anyway, we'll get into that later. Uh, so just some personal news this week. I had a road rage, a road rage in incident. Um, so a guy was really being awful in traffic and then he's pulled to the side of the road abruptly. And, and I, I, you know, it was sunny and I just yelled out the window and I shouldn't do this. I was just like, you fucking idiot. He followed me in his car and he goes, you bloody just swore at the wrong guy fella. And then I lied to him. I said, no, I was on the phone to my wife and he could tell I was lying and I was scared. I was, I was actually scared because he, he looked tough and he's right. Like, you know, you, you could say that stuff to the wrong person and you don't know what type of person they are. They could just take your head off. And he had, <laughs> so he, he did look a little bit like a mobster, but his car wasn't mobster, but he looked tough. Um, but he also had like really shiny prosthetic teeth. And um, I, as he was driving off, he, was, he, he called me a liar, which he was correct because I did lie and say that, um, I did say that I was swearing at my wife and not him, and he caught me out on that. Um, so he caught me a lot as he drove off. And then as he drove off, I went, yeah, fuck off, shiny teeth. And he almost had a, a car accident, and I got away. So it was really good. But, um, yeah, I guess the lesson there is don't, no matter how angry you get, there's no point. There's no point. I mean, it's, it's also just bad karma, I guess, if I yell out, you fucking idiot. Um, that's not good karma, even though some people, you know, should be told that they are fucking idiots. Um yeah. Uh, what else has happened this week? I've got a list of stuff that's happened. Um, I got into an argument about going out for breakfast on a Saturday morning. I've got issues with it because my life is different and I do work at night and gig at night and during the week I have some free time. Um, God damn it, I'm studying way too much. My psychology degree is hard. It's really hard. Oh my God. I'm not regretting it, but shit. Um, anyway, so I got into an argument because I didn't want to go out for breakfast on a Saturday morning and queue outside a cafe. I just don't understand. I don't get it. Maybe I'm just not a social person, but I don't need to go hang out at a cafe with other people, like just in a packed cafe in a queue. It's like a fucking nightclub for eggs. Do you know what I mean? Like people queuing up out the front of the cafe, like, oh, I can't wait to get me blood, my Benedict. Just sitting with a whole lot of other people just desperate to fill their morning at the latest cool fucking hipster cafe. I mean, I live in hipster central. I'm in, um, uh, in Marrickville in, uh, in, in Sydney, Australia. It's kind of like, a, it's a shit Brooklyn. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, how about I just actually write down a, a really good description of what Marrickville is like. Hang on here. Where is it? Uh, no, I can't find it. Anyway. Um, yeah, it is. It's, it's, and it's at the moment, it's really noisy at night here as well. Cause there's lots of construction. So it is kind of like a shit New York, just noisy, full of people with stupid haircuts um, and shit and, you know, really overpriced eggs in cafes. That's that's Marrickville. Also good pho if you enjoy Vietnamese uh, broth. Uh, really, really good. It's um, If you're elsewhere outside of um, Sydney, um, I don't know what your weather's doing, but the weather here, it's like living inside a human armpit. It's so soggy at the moment here. There's mould growing everywhere. It is. It's, living, it's like living in a giant human armpit. It's, always, it's pretty much always grey and overcast at the moment. It was sunny the other day when I had the road rage incident, which, you know, I should have been 
bless like happy to be in the sun but anyway um it's yeah it's it's like a little bit londonish just in the grimness of just how cloudy it's been and it is it's just moist and armpit like it's yuck uh what else been going on oh uh, uh oh I, th- I had a thought about um about doing a doing a show an immersive show called like Bunnings Warehouse. If you don't know what Bunnings is over, that's like, um, I can't remember the name. B&Q is the one in the UK and Home Depot in the US. But it's like a mega store, a mega hardware store that sells all everything you need, right? From paint to pot plants, all that type of stuff. Um, Bunnings, we love Bunnings here in Australia. And I'm not doing a Bunnings plug here, but Bunnings, if you'd like to, I mean, you'd be loaded, Bunnings. If you'd like, this is like a free advertorial for you. What I thought you should do because of uh, Halloween's coming up is Funning Scarehouse. Instead of Bunnings Warehouse, have Funning Scarehouse. And just like open up one of your Bunnings and just make it really spooky. Just put spooky shit all down the aisles. And you can head off to Funning Scarehouse. Do, 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 do. Anyway, that's a, re- that's a great idea. It's not a very good joke, but it's a very great idea. Um, I, and look, thanks for all your emails as well. I've got, I've got heaps in here. The email address is again... Sam Misha's Keisha gmail.com. Made a little beef man. Uh, yeah, so keep your emails coming in. Uh, Michael Sparcy, Chris Stevenson, Owen Tregenza. Is that a real name? Yeah. Miss Mafia, uh, Klaus Stangl, who's a very good artist. Peter Hines. Um, yeah, look, thank you so much. I think that's all of them. There's only six, but that's nice. That's great for a first start. That's bloody good. And everyone on Patreon, thank you. Um, Sam Mammoth. Uh, Avon, Jess, Charles, Fergus, Eve, Margarita, Jared, Matthew, Patrick, and that's, I think that's it. It's still nice though. Nay, and Stuart E. Cobb. Um, maybe you want to remain anonymous, but you didn't. Uh, look, thank you. That's really, really nice because it's going to make me continue to do this and uh, keep keep the biscuits in the, in the fridge. Keep the biscuits in the fridge? As if that's an expression. That's not a real expression. Oi, you keep your biscuits in the fridge? Nah, I'm not weird, mate. Um, I want to talk to Noni Hazelhurst. Can someone get in contact with her? I don't feel, I've gone through her agent and I've not had a reply, but I want her to be an ambassador for the Silly Billy Walk, which is a walk that I, uh, 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 it's going to be huge, this thing. I swear to God, um, I'm so excited, but I've got news that's so exciting that I can't even, I can't say it yet. But it's so exciting. So it's a national day where people get dressed up like numpties and we all walk around together with DJs. We'll get some bands involved. Um, it's kind of like, it'll be like Halloween in March, but nothing ghoulish or scary. And we're just walking for the sake of being silly to remind people, not just children, um, people in general, that it's okay to be silly. And even in like, you know, a, a potential recession and you know the brink of war and pandemics that it's okay still to be silly it's kind of like i guess if i was going to get uh inspiration for it it'd be like i don't know whether you've seen the film um the uh life is beautiful by roberto panini i wonder if that's racist yet doing um italian accents i remember david o'doherty who talked about dolmio adverts being racist and they probably the old el peso taco kit advert definitely racist you know that little girl that solves the problem with the soft the soft shell and the hard shell that's racist as fuck when you really think about it. Oh, she's fixed it. Like no other Mexican had thought about it first. Anyway, and they've always got a funny accent. But anyway, look, um, what what the hell was I talking about? Oh, that's right. Yes. Was I talking about the Silly Billy Walk? How did I get to tacos and race it? Oh, Roberto Benini. So life is beautiful. Um, 
is a great film and it's basically it's about a dad trying to distract his son from uh, the horror of the Holocaust um, by being a clown and it, I know that sounds it, it's a wonderful film in the similar ilk Cinema Paradiso if you'd like a recommendation watch Cinema, uh, Cinema Paradiso I watched it again the other night it's beautiful I'm also watching what's it called I'm watching yeah I'm watching and I like it it's a horror on Netflix um, the thing is like both the leads both great actors um, I can't remember it's Naomi Watts and that handsome guy that's married to um, that really attractive um, well they're Hollywood people they're all attractive they just look they look like they they look too thin to me the leads you know what I mean it's not that they're unbelievable but it's just like it's just like Hollywood's just full of fat people pretending to be thin does that make sense Hollywood is full of fat people pretending to be thin. It's just that they're starving themselves. And they've got lots of bucks. I'm sure they paid a lot of money, so they can get all the good foods. Um, but they just look really too thin to be, you know, you must be hungry. You, you look hung, They looked hungry. Both leads looked hungry. I know they want to be thin and good looking, but um, anyway, that's the one that it just distracted me a lot, that they look too thin. Not too thin. Not like Ray Fiennes thin, but just thin, thin. Um, but yeah, they look like they had... You can see that... Um, particularly the guy, he you know he's got the capacity be the capacity the capacity to be massive. That's a very hard sentence to say. You can tell that you know if he was living another life, um, he'd be a fat Italian. I think he's of Italian um, origin. I'm just going to check what he's. Hang on a minute. I'm just going to check what his name is. I feel bad talking about him like this um, if I'm not denigrating him to his face. Uh, so what's the show called? I'm watching The Watcher. Okay, so hang on. Sorry about this. Uh, watcher uh, television miniseries who's the actor they are Bobby Carnavale yeah without a doubt you're an Italian yeah he's too thin to be an Italian does that, <laughs> does that make sense um, it's, yeah it's really cool it's got my one of my favourite actresses ever in it which is uh, Jennifer Coolidge but anyway it doesn't matter everybody else is watching it why am I promoting that who gives a shit um, uh, yeah I also went to the night noodle market on Saturday which was fun so that's a thing that happens in Sydney and a whole lot of noodle vendors get together. Very overpriced. Oh my god! Um, lot, lots of meats on sticks. Lots of like noodles that were style over substance. There was one that looked like the chopsticks were floating in the air with the noodles in them. It was like, yeah, I bet that's not as. I mean, it looks great, but it doesn't taste good. A um, lot of kebab skewers around, which reminded me of an awful incident that happened at the Adelaide Fringe many, many years ago, where I saw a woman. And she was just sobbing and crying. She was out the side of my venue. And she had a, a kebab skewer, like a really thick one, that I think had come off a corn cob, but it was right, it went right through her thong and into her foot. And she's yelling at me, pull it out, pull it out. And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna pull it out. And someone did come and pull it out, but it was, a, it was a, the coolest moment because he pulled it out and he held it up like it was a sword in the stone, like just retrieving a kebab stick out of someone's foot and then it's bloodied and holding it in the air. It was excellent. But um, yeah, the night noodle markets were, it was a fun atmosphere, way too pricey. Oh my goodness. That's just rorting people of money. But I get it, you know, it's fun. You have noodles with other people, which is kind of like my, was my argument against the eggs, um, nightclub eggs for breakfast. But no, the night noodle market was a better experience than standing on a, you know, hot bit of concrete in Marrickville waiting for a fucking poached egg that cost $27 you dickhead um 
oh, hey guys, I've got a new thing I'm going to do every week. It's a, it's a suggestion. It's only a suggestion just to keep things silly. So here's a suggestion. Why not make dinosaur noises? In lonely supermarket and or grocery store shopping aisles. Great idea. Thanks, me. Um, okay, uh... Hungry Jacks. Here we go. But who was the original Hungry Jack? So, when you've got... Hungry Jacks basically has got the same font. You'll see this. I'll put some stuff up. The same font and style as Burger King. But it's Hungry Jacks. We're getting into the... But anyway, this is the story of Hungry Jack to begin with. Um, who was the original Hungry Jack? Now, the original Hungry Jack was Jack Bunniford. Um, and he was a little, little, tiny, little, little sexy man. And he used to live under a bridge near Parafield Gardens Shopping Centre. Um, he was always hungry. It was always hungry was Hungry Jack. And all, all the kids would go, oh, look, it's Hungry Jack. Um, he wasn't homeless. He was just a little, tiny, little sexy guy that lived under the bridge. And um, anyway, his favourite thing to eat was hamburgers. Um, hamburgers. Which um, was ridiculous. There's no ham in a hamburger, really. I mean, you can put bacon on a, on, on a, hamburger, on a burger. But a hamburger. I don't know what was a hamburger. Anyway, hamburger. Um, so and he'd be like, bring me a hamburger. And they'd be like, hamburger, 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 man. Bring me a hamburger fast as you can. Um, that's not true. Uh, then, anyway, so ham hamburger was then, because they passed it to him, it was known as a hamburger Because they'd hand the burger to him. It was a hamburger, And it would be hamburger, man. And then it was just changed to burger. And now it's been shortened to just Berg. And he'd be like, give me six Bergs, man. And, uh, and, 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 ba baby, baby need a hot Berg. What? Um, hot Berg, hot Berg, hot Berg, yum. And that's when he decided to start the burger franchise, Hungry Jacks. True story. No. All right. So, so Hungry Jacks, this is the deep dive. We're getting in there. Hungry Jacks is an Australian fast food franchise um, of the Burger King Corporation. Now. Now, it's because there was a legal dispute. They got angry. Um, it's a wholly owned subsidiary, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, it was owned by Jack Cowan. So, it has a real Jack. It was a real Jack, and I guess he was hungry. Um, he looked up Hungry Jack, but then he found that that was taken. It was already a pancake mix or something. This is a true story. Um, and it was trademarked. Hang on, when Burger King then moved to expand its operations in Australia, they found that the business name was already uh, trademarked by a company in Adelaide called Burger King. How does that work? Anyway, so Jack Cowan, with a list of possible alternative names derived from the pre-existing trademarks um, uh, by the, uh, the... How boring. Anyway, Cowan selected Hungry Jack as the brand name, and then it didn't really, you know, and th then he worked out it was a pancake mix, and he was like, oh, okay, well, Hungry Jacks. I'll just call it Hungry Jacks. Um, an, apostrophe, an apostrophe S. Now, the first one was established in Inaloo in Perth in 1971, was the first... Hungry Jacks, there you go. But then in 2000, and, where was it? 1996 to 2001, there was a legal battle with Burger King. Because Burger King were like, hey, what are you doing there, Hungry Jack? You've got, you've got our logo, you bloody, you've, you've trademarked the Whopper, because that's the, the signature um, burger. Shut up, you fucking motorbike. God damn it. They really annoy me. Um, I know I should do this in a sound space or in a sound booth, but I don't want to. I'm doing it at home because I'm, I'm um, socially inept. Uh, anyway, so the, so so basically, Burger King took Hungry Jacks to court, um, 
and the resulting attempts of Burger King to terminate the contract, the court appeal decided that Burger King could not terminate the contract. Oh, they wanted to make it insolvent. So what they wanted to do was ruin Hungry Jack's, just turn it into Burger King. But then um, the judge decided, no, he got on, he got on the side of Hungry Jack's. Um, the case is significant in Australian contract law as one of the most expansive characterizations yet of an implied term of good faith. What? Particularly as it operates to limit parties exercising their contractual rights. I reckon the judge just like whoppers. That's that's all it is. He's like, no, I love what I love Hungry Jack's whoppers. I'm not changing it. It's a Hungry Jack's whopper. Might have a Burger King whopper. It's a Hungry Jack. Um, Hungry Jack's was way more popular when I was a kid. I remember now. It's it's kind of obsolete now. It's the dirty burger. Um, I haven't eaten a whopper in years. Years and years. I've got a great story about a Whopper Junior, though. Great story. Um, I'll rip into it in a second. If you're still listening, I hope you're still hanging in there because this is going to get good. It's going to get good. Um, okay, so Hungry Jacks became an Australian franchisee of Burger King in 1971. What? I just don't understand it. So, what did, so Burger King must have said, yes, you can call it Hungry Jacks. I guess to operate with the Whopper. And in 1996, it was the largest franchisee outside of the US, operating 150 restaurants. Yeah, it was pretty much peak Hungry Jacks in 96, wasn't it? Remember the you get a crown, you get a birthday crown. And when you go to Hungry Jacks, you have a Hungry Jacks kid's birthday party. That doesn't really happen anymore, does it? I mean, I've got a little girl, but I, you, you'd, look re- you'd look like an awful parent if you, said to, um, if you sent out an invite going, hey, we're going to... Um, it's Luna's sixth birthday coming up. We're all going to go to Hungry Jack's. Um, you would be denigrated by the school community for doing so, I reckon. Um, by the way, I've got to, we've got to go buy her first school uniform. And I'm so excited. Ah! It's so it's sad, but it's really exciting at the same time. Oh, my God. By the way, please keep sending sandwich suggestions to samnichesquiche at gmail.com because um, none of you have cracked it yet. There's, there's been a lot sent through. And people are saying stupid stuff like Vegemite. It's like, yeah, as if I haven't tried a Vegemite sandwich. Um, uh, but please, please, please get involved. Uh, all right, so now this is a true story. I've told this on stage recently during my um, my latest my latest or last touring show, which is Sam Simmons is putting things on his knees to raise awareness for people who not have good knees. Now, the only place I haven't taken it to yet is Perth. Um, so, uh, maybe block your ears, but I don't, I don't know whether I'll be taking this show to Perth. Maybe I've missed the boat. Maybe I'll be taking next year's show, which is looking very exciting. And I'm really, I cannot wait to, cannot, cannot wait to start writing it. I've got a great concept for it. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not telling you anything about that yet. It doesn't matter. Um, so this is a story from the knees show. Now it's a true story. Uh, you guys may not know this, or you may know this. I used to work on Australia's funniest home video show. Um, which uh, has been axed. It's not on anymore because you don't, you don't need to you don't need to watch that on TV because you just go on YouTube and watch people fall over. So um, it's like America's funniest home video show. Same thing. Like it was just a wacky wacky videos of people falling. Oh look, gra- grandma's cracked her pelvis. Um, so I used to work on that. I was a writer and I worked with the first host of uh, Australia's funniest home video show, Joe Beth Taylor, who was uh, she was the first host I worked with. Um, and she, I know Graham Kennedy was on the album there then. Um, jo Beth was fantastic though. She was a great host, great person. Um, then Kim Kilby, she took over the reins. Who could bloody forget Kim Kilby? Tony Pierin took over for two years and then Shelley Craft came along. So Shelley Craft, 
um, was replacing Tony Pearin, but Joe Beth wanted to go back. So Joe Beth Taylor wanted to go back and take the reins of the show, um, and Shelley Craft was the one who was employed. And I was like, guys, like, you know, Joe Beth's a real. I said to the Channel 9 executives uh, in North Sydney, I was like, guys, you can't get Joe Beth back in. Like, you know, she's tried and true. And they're like, no, look, Shelley Craft uh, showing a lot of promise around the uh, the network. And I was like, look, let them both have a go. Like, maybe make it, make it a competition and see who's uh, who can win the mantle of uh, Australia's Funniest Home Video Host. And the executives are like, that sounds like fun. So they started, um, yeah, they started like, kind of like, I guess, doing little little things to kind of usurp each other. So it was Joe Beth Taylor versus Shelley Craft. And... They started spreading rumours about each other around the station. Um, they one brought in a, a they did a lamington cook-off um, to see how the best lamington, and then it just started getting nasty. And this is what happened. This is really really nasty. So, Shelley Craft, this is where yeah, this is yeah, this is dark territory. She bloody goes to Hungry Jack. She buys twelve, get it, twelve Whopper Juniors with heavy pickle, heavy mayonnaise. She just goes to a skip around the corner from the Hungry Jacks, tips all the Whoppers out. So the Whoppers have been thrown away, waste, waste for food, but she kept the Whopper wrappers. And then what she did, she bought them in, in a plastic bag, and she scattered them all around Joe Beth Taylor's dressing room. Uh, so there's Whopper wrappers everywhere, and I guess the, the what they wanted to happen was uh, that an executive would walk past and look into Joe Beth's dressing room and go, oh, geez, Joe Beth's been eating a lot of Whoppers. Um, which is probably not a good look. Um, you know, if you're on television, you've got to bloody, you can't, you can't be eating too many whoppers. You've got to remain thin. Um, that's not sexism, by the way. It's just, that's just the way it is. Uh, so, but the thing is, I was, so I was sitting in there and I was like sitting amongst the whopper rappers and I didn't know that um, Shelley had done this, but I was just like, oh my God, I've got to speak to Jo Beth. She's got a problem. She's eating too many whoppers. Jo Beth was in the, her ensuite in the dressing room at the time and she walked out and she was carrying a jar of oil of Ulan which I found fascinating because Oil of Ulan um, hadn't existed since, I believe, the early 90s or late 80s when it transitioned its name from Oil of Ulan to Oil of Olay. I know this doesn't seem important, but it is important. Um, so she's walked out uh, with this jar of Oil of Ulan, and I said to her immediately, I was like, oh my God, like, where'd you get that? Oil of Ulan? That, that was discontinued years ago. And Joe Beth is like, I've got a connection. And I was like, oh. Um, anyway, she didn't watch what she was doing. She slipped in a Whopper wrapper, because remember they were heavy pickle and heavy mayonnaise, so quite a slimy wrapper. Um, it was a tile before she slipped over, the oil of Uland smashed and she's just laying on the ground um, in a puddle of her own piss, shit and vomit and oil of Uland. It was an awful sight, she was just weeping openly and I was like, Shelly Craft's gone too far. I was like, Shelly's gone too far! And everyone was like, Shelly, you've got to apologise. So Shelly um, did try to apologise. She also gifted uh, Joe Beth with a bottle of her homemade champagne. Um, which I was, I was fascinated by when I heard that Shelley was making homemade champagne because I knew she was living in a, in a flat in uh, North Bondi. I said to Shelley, I said, how do you make homemade champagne? She's like, oh, it's very simple. You just get two, you crack open two cans of Solo, which is like a lemonade, like a Mountain Dew, um, but two cans of Solo, you leave them in, the, in a windowsill to bask in the sunlight for two days. Then, sorry, just a little uh, vomit burp there. Just a little burp, really. Sorry, not a vomit burp. Um, so uh, uh, you leave them to like sit in the windowsill for two days, then you um, decant them into, and here's a trick, an, an empty champagne bottle. Then you top it up with vodka, and that's a homemade champagne. Anyway, so she, it's a shit gift, but she gifted it to Joe Beth, and Joe Beth was like, oh. 
and she was upset. Um, she didn't think that was a, a really valuable reward for um, slipping over in Whopper wrappers and the shame of that and the blood and the piss and the shit and the oil of Yulan. Not to mention the uh, the heavy pickle and heavy mayonnaise. It was an awful mess in there. And the stench uh, was in there for weeks. It was this tangy, um, pungent kind of like Whopper smell with um, that oil of Yulan vitamin E stench just soaked into the carpet. It doesn't matter. This is not important. But I, at one point, I said, you know what you've got to do, Joe Beth? You've got to get back at Shelley Craft. Um, so we devised a plan. Shelley Craft is a pug dog owner. Um, and apologies if you're a pug dog owner out there, but the chances are if you do own a pug dog, you're a boring person. Um, pug dogs are for people with no personality. They're basically, they're show-off dogs. They're like, they're for people who think that they, um, that think that they're kooky. They're like, hey, I'm kooky, look at me, I've got a pug dog. It's like, no, you're not, you're boring. You've got a personality replacement on a string leash. Um, so we came up with a plan, um, Joe Beth came up with this, to pop up, like, one of her, was one of her pug dogs, uh, his name was Neil. And so we abducted Neil, and what we did, we popped a sparkler up his asshole and set it alight. And you've never seen anything funnier than a bloody a pug dog uh, yelping and running around the studios at Channel 9 uh, North Sydney with a, sp- with a sparkler up its ass. Um, and he was fine, by the way. Neil was fine. He had a little singed sphincter, but that was um, the only damage. Now, this is probably the point where I should tell you that I made up that entire story. Um, and I'm not advocating putting sparklers up the dogs' uh, up dogs' assholes. And I don't know Shelley Craft. Um, I bet she's a really nice person. Um, I don't know Joe Beth Taylor. Um, I, I don't know Kim Kilby or Tony Pierin. So um, don't sue because there's no point in suing because it's not a true story. I've stated that here. It's not a true story. It's just a really interesting story about a Whopper Junior um, with heavy pickle and heavy mayonnaise. Um, as for Oil of Yulan, maybe that'll be my deep dive next week. I'll look into Oil of Yulan and see exactly um, what, ha- what was going on there. Why did they change the name to Olay? I think Yulan sounds better. I mean, Olay sounds pretty good, but it's like, Olay! But it's spelled O-L-A-Y, not O-L-E. I'm losing my mind, I think. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so look, uh, Hungry Jacks, they, they went to court. The name was allowed to be remaining as Hungry Jacks. Burger King did try to open... Remember that there was a brief window here where Burger King came, but it didn't make sense. Because, like, well, you're just doing the same things as Hungry Jacks. I don't think there's any... I've got to look here. Now, now I'm fascinated. Is there any uh, Burger King Australia? Hang on. Burger King Australia. Uh, let's see. No, it's Hungry Jacks. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's Hungry Jacks. Um, is there any more interesting stuff about that? Court case? No, that's it. That's it. Well, that's that's it. It's not the end of the podcast. I'm not ending it right here. Um I'm going to play you a history of things. I don't know which one it's going to be. Um, but I am going to shout. It's really nice to be able to do these, uh, to, to put these histories of things in there, or these little weird sound idents that I made many years ago at Triple J. It's just lovely to give them a little bit of life again um, and refresh them. And also a massive thank you to Craig Shufton, Shufi, and Nina Las Vegas, and Amelia Chapelau and Darren Scarce, all these amazing people and technicians, and David McDonald, all these incredible people that I used to work with at Triple J back in the day that helped me make these, or actually helped me begin. You know who gave me my break? There was a fella called Robbie, oh, people know who Robbie Buck is. Little Robbie Buck, little Robbie Duck. Um, anyway, so thank you. So it's really nice to be able to uh, let you guys listen to these things again, because we did put a lot of time into them. They're ridiculous, but we put a lot of time into them and love, and it's nice that I can uh, let you guys listen to things like this. Today's world is full of things. 
But where did they come from? And how did they begin? Sam Simmons, the precise history of things. Jazz. Oh yeah, jazz. Yeah, jazz. You know, jazz, it's uh, actually really annoying, but hey, that's jazz. Hi there, I play jazz, and I play around the music. Not about the notes written on the page, it's more about the notes just coming to me, you know? Like I could sing a scale like this. But in jazz, I, I play the music behind the notes, you know, like this. Wow, that's terrible. That's jazz. That's Scatman Amadeus talking about his latest release album, which roughly translates as, I can't talk too good, I'm in a beanie right now. Bye. The jazz dudes are the renegades of the music world. They just don't know how to play by the rules, man. Excuse me, sir, you can't go in there. Why not? It's a lady's toilet? Screw that lady, I play jazz. I don't play by the rules. Now get out of my way. That's jazz. Hey, what are you doing? You can't be in here. This is the cockpit. Get out of my way, man. I'm the cock pilot of jazz. Cock pilot? It's just so annoying. Sam Simmons, the precise history of things. I don't know which one I put in, but I hope you enjoyed that. Um, okay, so here's the judgment. This is the actual judgment from um, the court ruling of Hungry Jacks versus Burger King. Uh, the Court of Appeal delivered a unanimous judgment. That means they all have whoppers. Uh, dismissing the appeal, they found that Burger King had no right to terminate the contract, whether under clause 15 or in general principles of contract law, and further found that Burger King had breached an implied term of good faith. There you go. Good faith. So in considering whether an implied term of good faith, along with an implied term of reasonableness, was included in the contract, the court first discussed part... Oh, whatever. Boring shit. Um, well, there you, there you go. So obviously it was like a handshake agreement over a whopper. How stupid. You idiot. You Burger King idiots. Um, good on you, Hungry Jack. Good on you, mate. Um, awful food. Awful burgers. Great people. Um, uh, what else have I got? Oh, yeah, I'm doing my first essay. Um, my psychology, my diploma in um, counselling, which is really, I'm really bad at it. I'm awful. I can't believe, I can't believe how hard my psychology degree is. It's really hard and I don't know what I'm doing. I just want to be a clown, but I thought I should back up my mind with some psychology because I went mad last year and now I'm regretting it, but I'm not. I reckon once I get through the hard part of it, it's all going to be worth it. And then I can like counsel people and help them out emotionally in your head hole. Um, speaking of head holes. Attention shoppers to the man riding the guide dog donation statuette in the food court near the sunglasses shack. Please get off. It's not a children's ride, even though coins go in the head slot. Speaking of head holes, um, I had a lovely time at the Bob Hawke Bar. I'm not doing adverts. These are not ads, by the way. But there's a place called the Bob Hawke Leisure Centre in Marrickville. Um, and I went there Sunday night and they've got a Chinese West uh, restaurant in there. I think it's called the Lucky Prawn. I think it's called that. Anyway, um, delicious. A really old-fashioned kind of like Australian Chinese. It's just the white body... 
Westerners bastardised Chinese food. Mate, I want some fucking lemon chicken. That's all. I'm beef and black, man. You got some bloody sweet and sour pork there. Is it fluorescent? Is it fluorescent coloured sweet and sour pork? Because that's the stuff I want. And I'd also like to have some um, some um, sesame prawn toast, please. Thank you. Um, anyway, it's good. It was, uh, I mean, you know, it's what it was. It was um, bastardised, westernised Chinese food. But um, it did what it should on the tin. Is that the expression? You know, I, I don't watch porn. I, you'd be surprised to know I don't watch porn. I do listen to porn. Um, uh, so I'll, uh, here, ha listen, listen to this. Oh yeah, that's the stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, so please look, if you'd like any um, topics dove into deeply, uh, please email me at sammishaskeesh at gmail.com. I don't know what I'm going to do next. I might do googly eyes. I might just surprise you next week with a deep dive. I don't know what I'm going to do. What I do for these deep dives, when I say deep dive, I just read the Wikipedia page pretty much and uh, make my own conclusions. So that's uh, that's how dive I deep. It's a shallow deep. It's a shallow depth. It's um it's, it's like diving head first into the shallow part of the pool and sustaining a, an injury. Um, that's that's the level of intrepid reporting I do. Maybe maybe next week I'll do lacrosse. I've always been interested in learning about lacrosse because it looks annoying. Um, it looks pretentious, doesn't it, lacrosse? Uh, yeah. All right. Let's do some shitty trivia, and uh, that will be that'll be episode two. I hope this is a thing. I really do hope this is... All, the only reason why I'm doing this is because I want to... Um, I, I, want to give a, I want to give a podcast out there that's just dumb. It's just silly. It's just like a little half an hour of escapism in your head where you go, that was really dumb, man. I wasted my time. Well, let's do some shitty trivia. Shitty trivia. Shitty trivia. It's not even very good. Um, so once again, these are uh, just randomly, they're printouts from years ago. Uh, I've collected everything I did um, in my days of Radio at Triple J. And I'm just going to read out, just in sequence, whatever it was. So here we go. Question number 65 I have here. In the Bible, who cut Samson's hair? In the Bible, who cut Samson's hair? No, it was Rhonda's of Malvern. Because <laughs> it's out of hair. Question number 22. Wee Willy Winky, sex pest or pervert? He was both. Because remember he was upstairs, downstairs, in his nightgown, just looking in, just checking, just watching children sleep. It's not right. Not right at all. Didn't he? I think in the real story of Wee Willy Winky, he it is it is it it's quite is it a brother's grin? It, it would be a really dark. That's a great horror film. Oh my god! Stop the trivia! Stop the trivia! That is such a good idea for a horror film. Wee Willy Winky. I've done it. This is my million dollar idea. That is such a good idea. The Wee Willy Winky horror film about a little guy in a um in like a in in a like a little. A, a, a night well it's a nightgown but it's kind of like a little frock in a little frock just scooting around it could be squats they could be short squats um, no they need to be open because that's that's the ghoulish side of it because his ghoulies would be literally hanging out because he's wearing a frock um, anyway and then he's just climbing in windows and stealing children that's a horror film oh my god 
Wee willy winky. Um, I love that. All right. Um, oh, no, I really love that. Let's develop that. Is there a producer out there? Hello? Does anybody want to develop Wee Willy Winky the horror film with me? All right, let's get back to the trivia. Let's go. All right, question number 13. Kit kitchen hand job. Kitchen hand job. Occupation or unsanitary kitchen sex maneuver? Because <laughs> a kitchen hand job. Um, I think that's pretty funny. Uh, question number 65. True or false? Macaroons tastes like a My Little Pony shut in your mouth. <laughs> I remember that one. That was a very funny. I used to do that on stage. That's very funny. To me, anyway. Uh, question number 12. Name a noisy food when you eat it. Name a noisy food when you eat it. No, it's a really loud hamburger. <laughs> uh, okay. It's time for a disco question. What's the capital of Syria? It's Damascus. All right, uh, final, final question. Which name is more politically correct? Oh, geez, I don't know whether I can do this one. I wonder if I'll get in, will I get in trouble for this? Yeah, I think I will. Uh, 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 yeah, I don't think I should do that one. Should I do it? Uh, which name is more politically correct? Is it dwarf, little person, polygamous, tiny foot? Or Shetland person. Yes, it's, uh, yeah, anyway, that's, uh, I didn't say the M word. I didn't say the M word, and it was written there, but I didn't say it. So, I guess it is offensive still, but it's not, at the same time. Last question, question number nine, beginning with S. What is the figure of a man in old clothes set up to frighten crows away from vegetable patches? No, it's a sex pest. Hey! Mamma mia! I don't know why I had to go on mamma mia there. Alright, well, that is the potty. That's Nietzsche's quiche. I hope you really liked it. Um, and thank you. Get on Patreon if you want to. You don't have to, but get on if you want to, because I'm going to put a secret episode up there just for people on Patreon. All right. Um, also, I'm going to record um, my show from 2014, Death of a Salesman. Um just as an audio special because it was a really musical show and I worked really hard on it and I heard one of the tracks the other day and I was like, oh, I love that show. Um, so I'm going to record, do a record, a special one-off recording of that, uh, Death of a Salesman. Anyway, that doesn't really matter. I might do the deep dive next week into lacrosse. I hope you guys have a really, really lovely week. All my love to you and your loved ones and the people you care for and have a really special week. All right, bye.